basement carpet is so nice. I just want to take a nap on it. Uh, my favorite thing about it is that it makes me less like upset about having to go downstairs. Because then, <laughs> but an unfinished basement, where it's like, oh, it's downstairs. You're like, like, oh, why? All right, guess I have to go down there. I know, but now it just feels like you're going to another part of a fully fleshed out house. <laughs> it's a real place. It's a real place. So this episode, uh, we 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 figured out that like, well, during the you know episodes we do. A lot of uh, a lot of recap and a lot of that. We don't spend a lot of time talking about like how we think the series is going mm-hmm. in whole, overall arcs yeah. and greater dissections because there's just no time. Yeah. So what we thought is that this is about the halfway point of yep. um, of Riverdale. So we thought we would take a uh, a bit and just sort of talk about it in general. Like this yeah. this episode's gonna be very freeform. It's not gonna be. We're not gonna have any of our super fan favorite segments like <laughs> Bessie W moment and Aaron what are you drinking yeah and all, and also like you know we we got some drinks we got some drinks around us there's mini eggs in the middle hopefully there won't be any sort of <laughs> I will try really sort of, hard not to eat the mini eggs on microphone sort of like crunching noise but if you hear that you'll know what that is or we're just going to hang out we're just going to talk a little bit about about Riverdale about the Riverdale because we found in our you know prolonged attempts cuz we don't advertise this, but we do talk to people in real life about it a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, and we have, like, really strong opinions about the show. <laughs> well, that's sort of what happens when you... When you get invested in something. Yeah, when you get invested in something, you're going to you know, talk about it with, you know, some sort of passion. Also, you know, we do a podcast about it. It's sort of... <laughs> it's it's really kind of our job to <laughs> think to about To have opinions sh- and think, think about, about the, the show. show. Yeah, yeah. And the first thing that sort of came up when we were talking about it is the show is... It's weirdly paced. So weirdly paced. Especially there, those first few episodes. Where they were just like throwing things at us. Yeah. Um, and this comes up a lot. I've, I've, in our conversations, in our conversations with other people, yeah. I feel like they didn't know that yeah. they were going to get picked up. Yeah, if, and I think they didn't even dare hope that yeah, they would get picked up. Because the, the pilot episode is good. It's a good pilot. It's a really well done pilot. Mm-hmm. And then all, all the episodes like that felt very much like... They did the pilot. They sent it off to the studio, and the studio like told them in probably not this late, but like like August. Yeah, like, they were like, "Oh, yeah, you're gonna do a full." We're doing a 13 episode yeah. order, and they're like, "Oh," and they're like, "Oh, oh for oh. next year," and then they're like, "No, no, you're gonna be a mid season replacement. You're gonna come in, in January." Yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, uh, um, oh, uh, oh, okay, okay." And they're like, "But that's fine. You have the entire mystery fleshed out, right?" And they were like, "Yeah," because those first, especially the first four episodes, were mm-hmm. very like. It felt they were shooting it as they were they – were, they were writing it as they were shooting it. Yeah, like they were throwing down the script in front of the actors like yeah. the day before, being like, we finished it! Yeah. Well, that would also explain why there was such a short amount of – because everyone heard about the Riverdale, like the Archie show, and, like in rumors for a long time. And Cole Sprouse was announced, I want to say during the summer. Well, like like the show like, – like, like the trailer came out and all those previews came out. So quickly to win the show, show like in November. Up. Yeah, because because we because when we it was when Half Price Wine was on, so it was definitely November. <laughs> yeah, because we were talk because when we talked about it in um in the bar when we brought up when we came up with the idea for the show is because I mm-hmm. showed you the trailer, the trailer, and that was like the day or the day after the trailer came out, and we looked it up and it's like oh it's coming out in February, and that was like a month or two later. Yeah, so like, it's it had, for sure we watched that yeah. in November. So it feels like it had a very like very fast um development period and so i feel like maybe that's why some of the characters are a little bit uneven too Mm -hmm. and their motivations don't seem well always the most fleshed out yeah there's something when they hit the fifth episode i and it was able to go a little bit slower and give more room to breathe i felt like Mm -hmm. that was when like, like their crunch time had ended they're like okay we got ourselves some time now let's we can go a little bit slower and give, give a little bit more time and focus on the things we need to focus on. Which is why that Jughead storyline was yeah. so good. So that was episode four, I think? Uh, I think uh, the Jughead was, yeah. was four, yeah. That Jughead storyline was the first time where I was like, this... Because it's always been well shot. It's always been beautiful. Yeah. But I was like, this was well written. Yeah. They are showing us things. They're letting us put pieces together ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. They're not restating things. Yeah. Like... They had a real big habit of being like, you just saw this thing. Let us explain it for you. <laughs> let's, let's explain what happened in that last scene. Let's explain what you might not understand. Yeah. Here's why it's important. And, like, the and the part with, um, like, I, we joked about it. We, we just finished recording episode six. Yes. Uh, sorry, no, episode s- Our episode seven. Our episode seven. Our review of episode six. Yes. 
Uh, we just finished recording that, so this is the, that's where our heads are at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we what we kind of uh, kind of kind of noticed and we kind of judged on that that was remember when Betty <laughs> was like really into Archie and was like devastated when she convinced herself that he kissed Veronica. Yeah, and now she now like her and Archie are barely in the same scene together. And the yeah. one time when he's like, "Do all my help," she's like, "No, no, Archie, go go away." You don't know how to detect your logic software. Yeah, not quite up to par. Yeah, yet. yeah. So she's she's like, I she's doing her own thing. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if the season ended with an Archie Betty kiss. I feel but like, I don't know how they're gonna get there. I feel like the season might end with. Archie because, Veronica? No, 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 here's the thing that bugs me a lot, is that I feel the problem is, is that it's stuck between Archie and and the show it could be. Because yeah. it's not a terrible show off on its own. It has some good drama, some good character moments, and some good things like this. But it hangs so tightly on the fact that it needs to be Archie. Yes. So, so you know the Betty and Veronica and Archie thing has to come up again but at some point. I just – I don't see I, it. Yeah, I don't see – I don't feel it. I don't think it fits well. So whenever I see the, you know, Archie and Veronica and when the few times he's with Betty, I'm like, I don't like what you're trying to do. No, I, like his relationship with, with Valerie is so much better. Exactly. It's touching and she's helping him and she adds something to his life. Yeah. Um. You know what? I fully believe that he and Betty are best friends. Yeah. And that they have to take a little bit of a break from hanging out because yeah. she yeah. developed a crush on him. And I, I think they're going to be okay. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to date. I'm not interested no. in seeing them date. And, I, and even Betty and Jughead I like a lot. I like Betty and Jughead because they're both smart. They're both ambitious. They both like the team detecting. Yeah. But the unfortunate thing I find is that because I know how these shows work. No. Um, The fact that they did it so soon means – that either it's going to fall apart. It's going to fall apart. However, I will say, um, I don't know if I should spoil this for you too much because we'll probably watch some One Tree Hill. Yep. But um, the first season of One Tree Hill is very much about Lucas being interested in Peyton. Yeah. And it sort of bumps, all, bumps around all over the place. And at one point, Chad Michael Murray and Sophia Bush get married in real life. And then all of a sudden their characters are together on the show. Yeah. And then um, – Lucas and Peyton get back together, and then there's some other love interests, and then you get to the end of the show, and the creator was like, oh no, we've always been creating a world where Lucas and Peyton are going to be together, which I don't think is true, because if he hadn't cheated on Sophia Bush and they got annulled, he would have been with Brooke. Well, that's the, um, uh, that's the How I Met Your Mother problem, where they decided at the beginning, like, oh, we decided at the beginning that he's going to, we're going to have this ending. Be with this girl. Yeah, here. Uh, there's going to be a spoiler for How I Met Your Mother, the end of the thing, which came out a few years ago. Yeah. Now. So if, I don't know, if you don't want this, skip ahead five minutes. We'll probably just be talking about mini eggs when you probably, come back. Yeah, probably be off it then. Um, but like, they're like, oh no, it should end with, uh, it should end with, you know, uh, Ted being with Robin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't matter, doesn't matter who the mum is because about Ted and Robin. Yep. But the problem with that is like that might have worked back in season three or yep. season four. But by the time you get to season nine, yeah. their lives have become – and these characters have grown. Yeah. It's, it's like real life. You know, you date a guy when you're 17. Yeah. And you think – or a, a, a yeah. girl. Or you, you date the person you date when yeah. you're 17 and you think, wow, we're going to be together forever. And then you're 27 and you're looking back at 17-year-old yeah. yourself and you're like, oh, yeah. You know what? We were – really well matched when we were 17 but now i want to go live on a boat in london so i've changed and my life is different and that happens to characters and well and from a storytelling perspective because that that was like a very real life romantic like relationship perspective from a storytelling perspective you're taking a character art like the the big thing people always want always upsets upsets and there's no upsets people is when there's no character arc Mm -hmm. people love seeing characters adapt and change and like become something and in a show like How I Met Your Mother, how it ended, um, they reverted character arcs. Like yep. these people who had evolved over the last seven years since when that ending would have worked, all of a sudden went back seven years and made you seem like, why did I watch those last yeah. bits? Those last few things. Why were... did I get so invested in Robin and Barney yeah. being together? Especially that entire that entire last season, the entire point of the season. It's a Robin was... and Barney's wedding. Yeah, and also like the their final thing was that Ted and Robin should not be together. They spent mm-hmm. how many episodes last season? With... When he digs up that thing and... I know, but but they spent like f- 13 
I'm with, I don't know. I didn't watch. I didn't watch it as much. Yeah, I haven't watched it for a long time. I did watch all of it when it came up on Netflix. I don't remember how many episodes there were? I, I, I think I, it was a full season. I think it was like a normal 20, 24, twenty-four episode. Yeah. And the season's been changing, but let's say twenty-four. They spent twenty-four episodes. They spent they spent weeks of people's lives being like, no, they are not well together. Barney yeah. and Robin work well together. This is about Ted learning that you can't that like what you be, what you think does not always equal what should be exactly you have to move on with your life yeah and then at the end they decided yeah 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 screw it barney and robin get a divorce for their divorce was actually realistic and i kind of liked that the thing that i didn't like is is that that then barney grew up when he um knocked up that random woman when he divorced robin is when he became a good person and what i what i hate about that is that like okay so barney has had sex with so many people and <laughs> but one per like not even a character we know a character we yeah, care about not a character who matters just to us ran, just random woman number 364 was the one who made barney like grow up which i mean yeah in real life that might happen but there's a difference between, between real, life real life and fiction exactly and you have to find the way to make fiction feel like real life yeah and, and that's tough yeah, but one of the things that I that I hate that I got a lot of, that you hear a lot of people say is like, like, oh, but that's how real life works. I'm like, well, if I wanted how real life works, I would not watch. Exactly, I'd have things. real life. I'd ha- like, I have a real life. I don't care about real life. I want to see the perfect version of things. Either good doesn't mean good. No, it, it just mean like, means. Yeah, it doesn't mean like good or bad. It's just the version of things that is told in a way that catches my attention yeah. and follows a progression and yeah and doesn't feel like it has wasted my time exactly which sometimes things do and Mm -hmm. going back to riverdale riverdale has done a good job of not me feeling like my time is being wasted for a lot of it there's a few things moments where like it does something like why is this there was that um that one episode where we had so many scenes of um betty and betty and archie and betty being like archie we need to deal with Grundy and Archie being like, I'll deal with it myself. Yeah. Like it happened like three or four times in that one episode. That was too much. Yeah. Give me like two of those and then let me see some Luke Perry Andrews and Hermione together. Well, that's what I want. Well, I mean, that, that's what I'm talking about when it's like weird and uneven. Yeah. It's like, it's like they didn't realize when they shot that first scene that, that, um, they uh, wrote the, the other the, scenes. Yeah. Well, that Fred Andrews and Miss Lodge would be a thing they were going to do. Like, they're, yeah. Cause, Cause remember their, their first date was a throwaway bit. That's true. And then, like... Did they have great chemistry on set? And they were like, uh, maybe we... Well, as I said, I think it was what comes down to the fact that they're writing... That at that time, when those ones were coming out, they were very much, like, writing it as they were shooting and trying to still trying to figure out character arcs. Because there's yeah. one thing coming with them. Like, I, I actually think they know... I think they know the mystery. I think they know the mystery, but... And I think it's a good mystery because I can't figure it out. Yeah. And, um... I have a subscription to the local mystery theater. Yeah. So I see, like, Vertigo. Yeah. Name dropping. Hey, Calgarians. I go to Vertigo Mystery Theater opening night for every show. Come hang out with me. There are always <laughs> snacks. There are always snacks. The snacks are really good. Are good snacks. And they also have really good wine now. They have, like, a whole wine selection. They have rosé, which I love. Sometimes... I see people I know, and then I don't think they're going to recognize me, so I pretend yeah. I don't see them, so I don't have to go up and be like, hey! And then they're like, ugh. Anyway, I see a lot of yeah. mysteries, and I can't figure this mystery out. Well, you know it's a good mystery because it doesn't feel like it's just one thing. No, there's like, like a lot of pieces. Yeah, because think- you have the Coopers in there, and you have the Blossoms in there, and you have... And so, like, it could be the Blossoms, could be the Coopers, could be another thing that we haven't seen, seen yet. yet. And I think... um I think we'll find out who killed Jason, but that won't be the whole story. Yeah. They're doing a very good job of doing – like, a lot of bad mysteries I see, especially um, serialized mysteries, mm-hmm. uh, is they, what they do that doesn't work is they do um, every episode uh, – set up this guy. This one could be the killer. Oh, no, they're not. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they're not. And you know what? This one lets the the mystery – the only thing they let breathe is the mystery. Yeah. Because you know what? Even though Alice Cooper was like, ha-ha, how so weak. <laughs> yeah. He still could have. He still could – He still, yeah, he still could have done it. Yeah. And Alice I, Cooper still could have done it. Yeah. I – yeah, she could have. I don't I, I, think I don't, I don't she think did. she did. I think, I think Hal is still a – Number one suspect. Still a suspect. I think one of the Blossoms yeah. is likely – um, I'd say Daddy Blossom, because the mom's too cartoonishly evil. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, or once again, it could be another thing we don't know about. It could be Miss Grundy still. That's true. Yeah. There could also have something to do with the Southside Snakes. Yeah. Like, that could be its own plot. Like, the whole money um, corporate thing yeah. could be its own storyline. Hiram could, could be some... Uh, Hiram could be involved if, somehow. If, if, I, if I could make a guess of what I think, how it might go. This mm-hmm. is sort of going a little bit um, aside. But what I think could it could be is I feel like Jason... Because we know that he was wanting to do with Polly, but then something mm-hmm. happened, and he never got to his car. Yes, that's correct. And, but, he but then was, he didn't die right he away. He didn't die on the 4th. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is that he discovered something else. Yes. And oh, then, you know what we forgot to talk about in episode 6? What? He had drugs in his car. Oh, they did find drugs in his yeah. car. Yeah. Oh, well, because all they said, this is evidence they touched things. And all yeah. they was they were I forgot things. it was drugs. Yeah, they did have drugs in his car. Which ties, that ties it into the Southside Snakes, which yeah. then ties it into Hiram. Well, because I assume that when he started, like, um, selling drugs, that was so that he could uh, pay. Have money for his baby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. pay for his baby. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah, you know what? It's going to tie into the industry's mystery yeah. somehow. And I think Polly has some idea he was doing things like that. Because yeah. why else would she leave? Exactly. Pa- though Polly might try to kill Miss Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Who, you know what, deserves it. I'm willing to accept that Polly um, might be manic. Yeah, I think so. Um, but, like... Because there, there was that moment where she was, she was talking about um, running with Jason. She's yeah. like, no, the car. You have to get to the car. The car is at this place. You go down yeah. this road. It's path. This is sign. I remember. See, I, remember. I remember. I remember everything. But dude, and she's also been locked. To, like that, that, that's the problem. That the place she that she's living. Crazy. The before. place that she was living does not seem like that's a good treatment place. That's I, true. She might have gone crazier being in there because she's pregnant with the baby of someone who she loves, and she was literally stolen away. Yeah. And has no idea. And like the fact that she didn't know Jason died because that being the huge thing in Riverdale means she doesn't have access to papers. She doesn't no have access. No phone. No yeah. internet. No TV. Yeah. She knows nothing other than the fact that maybe her parents come to see her, and they do not seem great. No. no. <laughs> they probably just glare at her, and they're like, "See, you're still a teen pregnant." Yeah, and all and all the all the all the and like those, those do not seem like you know the progressive cool nuns. Those no. are only the ones who are like, "You had a baby outside of wedlock." Well, let me tell you about Satan. I think you need to go and you need to pray for six hours. Yeah. Get the sores on your knees. Look also, at our six foot Jesus. Quiet reflection time a lot, which is troubling. Oh, I didn't write down the name of the garden she was in, but it's a crazy name. It's like, like, I, might, I might have written it down. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, almost it's like, as crazy as the name of the place. It's well, it's like the like the garden of secret despair. <laughs> Could be the garden of it's secret not despair. The garden of secret despair, but it's like bonkers. Um, I think I was thinking of doing it. I might not actually. <laughs> done it dang uh hey audience what's the name of the garden tell us on twitter podcast moa no 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 i got it it's the it's meet her in the garden of deliverance oh yeah yeah where she goes during quiet solitude time yeah it's uh and like oh you know that place would drive someone crazy yeah yeah so i don't love that the moms on this show are all villains it's falling into a real fairy tale trap yeah so I'm hoping that Molly Ringwald, when she shows up, is actually kind of awesome and actually left for good reasons. Yeah. Because Archie's a grown-up and he seems okay with his mom being gone. Well, and he said mom's fine with it. So yeah. I feel like their their separation might have been amna- am- amna- Agreeable. I was going to say amicable. Amnicable? Nope. That's not how you pronounce that word. Amicable? Amicable. Amicable. Yeah, I know. I feel like um, I feel like their separation came from a good place. I hope that she's not going to swoop in and throw a wrench between Hiram or not Hiram between Hermione and Fred Luke yeah. Perry Andrews because they have enough problems. Like they're yeah. going to have enough to deal with. They don't <laughs> Veronica, need Molly they have Veronica to deal with. Exactly. Um, I just I want her to be awesome because the only good representation of moms in this show is Hermione, yeah, who is making lots of mistakes, but is in, like, a really tough situation. And, and, and like... And she loves her daughter, yeah. and she wants to do right by her yeah. daughter. She just also wants to be happy. Which, yeah, which like, is great. Human. I'm... They're... I think Mayor... I don't know where the... Sorry, you go for it. No, first. I was going to say, I think Mayor McCoy is not as awful as the show is making us think she in is. In that first scene, we saw her. Yeah, I... 
I, I hope that's a... Um... Well, because we do have the scene though, that um where McCoy comes up and, like, like hugs Josie and is like, it's fine. And which where I was like, like... you did great. Yeah. Um, like, because her dad's crazy. Uh, but no, they have a... They, there's that weird ongoing theme of that mom and daughter relationships are bad in this show. I know, and I want some... I... Which is a weird theme... Like like it it was it was fine when it was as I said Blossom and, and Cooper, the Coopers because they are crazies and and I thought having because I thought that'd be a good way to have Cheryl and Betty like connect connect yeah which, for some reason they used to with Veronica even though Veronica has an awesome relationship with her mom yeah well yeah well she has a better relationship than anybody she else. has a normal relationship with her mom yeah a normal fifteen year old relationship yeah like because they did the same thing so that Veronica connected with Josie yeah. Uh, so here's here's something that I that I was thinking as we're talking about like them, you know, planning things out and having things change. Mm-hmm. I feel like um they set out Josie to be the lead before they started writing, yeah, and then they're like, we don't know what to do with her. Well, like because she does not, she's in all the promotions, yeah. she's in all those things. She is not a big character at all. No, she's very much on a side, and Valerie's a bigger character than her. And I worry that means the value is going to get tossed off to the wayside because Josie needs to be there somehow. And the thing is, characters don't have to be perfect to be likable. No. Um, Jughead makes a lot of mistakes and yeah. is a weird gargoyle ghost. Yeah. Um, Archie is a robot. Yeah. And, um, oh, yeah, I, I just clarify. We say that as a gag in the show, but, like, we, when you watch it, he he is nothing. Yeah. He is nothing. Like, we have, we've had friends who have not listened to <laughs> yeah. our part, podcast yet be like, yeah. so Archie's a robot. And we're yeah. like, oh, you need to listen yeah. to Moa. Yeah, Archie Andrews is contractu- contractually obligated to be in the show. But, like, the perfect <laughs> example is that, like, okay, he's off here dealing with his stage fright. Meanwhile, everyone else has... Big problems. <laughs> big problems. Archie and... Like, don't get me wrong. Stage fright is a bad... is like, mm-hmm. a thing that he has to get over. But, like... The fact that that got equal time in the episode with Betty and Jughead cracking a murder case, finding about her teen pregnant uh, sister, sister, and how her parents have like locked her away in a in a <laughs> super religious home for troubled youth, and meanwhile and- over here is Miss Lodge, who's like forging her daughter's documents mm-hmm. because she's trying to get a better life, and. Archie's dealing with his stage fright. And, and like, Luke Perry right. Andrews comes in and is like, hey, this thing that's, like, a problem in Veronica's storyline, yeah. is that a problem in our storyline? Yeah. And Archie's like, no. Even even Josie's little thing with, like, her dad being just, like, the least supportive thing ever. Yeah. Is like, like, and Archie's dealing with stage fright. <laughs> with everybody being like, no, it's fine. Except for Reggie. Who's <laughs> back to being a jerk. Well, also, Archie's afraid of werewolves. <laughs> Which, you know what, in this world, the world that we have created for this show. There might actually be werewolves. Yeah, there could actually, be werewolves. There could be werewolves. He probably saw one once, and now he sees that wolf mask, and he's like, oh. time I saw a man turning into a wolf. Time I saw a werewolf. <laughs> I'm always thinking about how we have that mask. A gray version of it, but we have that exact mask. We're going to have to use it for something. I can Instagram it. Oh, I was going to say something earlier about something in the show that, that I eventually led into Josie. Not is not a lead in the show. Josie is not a lead. Was it good to fix by? I mean, that see, it wouldn't have been an easy fix. It was like with Josie wanting to help Archie and and then leaving the group. It's it's a little insane though that Valerie writes all of their songs, but it's called Josie and the Pussycats. Well, I, Although, I, I assume it's because because like she's the mayor's daughter, and so. True. Although that was actually kind of the plot of Josie and the Pussycats, the movie, too. <laughs> well, that and them being brainwashed by music. Is that, that Josie is just the, he- the, the headliner? Well, and then Josie goes a little, like, bonkers because they listen to the music and the music tells them things, subliminal yep. messages. And Josie's like, well, I write all the music. And Valerie's like, no, you don't. And just like. It's called Josie and the Pussycats. If you wrote the music, it would be called Valerie and the Pussycats. Like, well, maybe it should be called and Valerie Valerie's and the like, Pussycats. Josie, you need to calm down. Like, 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 like once again, the lead singer doesn't always write the music. And um, Iron Maiden, the bassist, is like the lead, their lead um, songwriter. In Blink-182, they go into separate rooms and one of them writes the chorus and one of them writes the verses. And then they're really happy yeah. that the songs fit together. Yeah. But it's crazy when the person who is like, <laughs> Has their name in title, and it's like Josie, 
and the Pussycats. Yeah. And she is not the lead song. She is not the lead creative driving force. Because we don't even see her play guitar in this one. I know. She literally just stands there and, like, waves her arms. Yeah, all she does is sing in this one. And yell at people, be like, we do our own music. No, you do Valerie's music. No, you do Valerie's music. (laughs) I was going to – oh, I remember I was going to say – one thing that we're going to have to see how they end that um, uh, Hermione and uh, uh, Luke Perry Andrews. No, Hermione Hiram. and Veronica fight. Oh, yeah. Um, see whose side it ends up falling on. Um, but but they have the, – I'm so bugged by Veronica. She's very Mary Sue-ish. She's so perfect. Yeah. And, and like well in, well, in this episode, she's like, oh, I can sing. And maybe she can play guitar. And maybe she can write music. It's true. You know what? Maybe – Maybe what was going to happen is she can't play piano, but she can play guitar. So she was going to play the piano part on the guitar. It was yeah. going to be fine. Maybe that's what it was going to be. And then they were like, Veronica, we've asked you to do a lot. Why don't you just sing? And she was like, yeah, I've been texting my dad anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't but, know why he has a... But, li- but like... She's such a Mary Sue. Yeah. She she shuts anyone down with her with her talking. With her clever she, words. Yeah. Which are not all that clever. She, she always has like some sort of snappy retort and she... Uh, yeah. And it's funny because Betty is supposed to be like the perfectionist one. Yeah. Well, I, there, there's. I was talking to to someone, and they're they're like, I, I find there's a little bit of misa- under, a misunderstanding for what a Mary Sue is because they're like, oh, but Veronica has like such problems. Like, no, no, a Mary Sue is not someone who doesn't have problems. No, a Mary Sue is just someone who deals with all yeah. their problems amazingly. Because yeah, Veronica does like like even though she like people are like, oh no, she like you know she her, her her dad's in jail and they're like they're so poor. She doesn't seem all that poor. Like the clothes that she wears when she flew in cupcakes from Magnolia Bakery for uh, Betty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I feel like like she uh, she has infinite money. Yep. <laughs> to do whatever she needs is plot specific. Um, she. But if she ever needs to be poor for a plot, then yeah. that will come up. Yeah, she has not been wrong in anything. Even the one where she like went crazy and decided to um, like kidnap and torture a guy. Betty was the one who went crazy. Exactly. Veronica was the one who was like, oh, I thought we were just going to pour maple syrup on him. No, she was horrified when the maple syrup started getting poured. She was like, what's going yeah, on? I don't know I, what she thought they were I, going to do. I thought we were just going to put it, we we're going to just handcuff him in a hot tub and turn up the, uh, <laughs> the heat. Yeah. And give him drugs. All things that will kill him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was also an uneven, like they've never gone to that crazy place yeah, Since. yeah, I don't know what, I still don't know what the wig thing was. And Betty doesn't, I mean, I know Betty's worried that she's crazy, but she hasn't seemed crazy for a long time. Yeah, like, that, that's what, it, that's what it comes down to. I, they, they decide to change how she was, how she was working. Yeah. Like, she is the, she is one of the most even people in the series. Yeah, her, that's why she and Jughead are such a good pair. Yeah. So, it, like, it's, it's, that, that's how it sort of just become, like, you know, flapping gums a lot of, just, like, people yeah. saying, like, Oh, she's crazy, and she had that... She had that one moment, and you're like, oh, her life's hard. Sometimes you go a little crazy. And, like, I think of, I think back, and I don't... The... So, the sex journal um, episode was mostly... The entire the entire arc really was just to get out that Jason... Jason and Polly... Polly had sex. Yeah. But I always assumed, like, I didn't need a confirmation in a journal. And also, yeah. the journal was set up the journal that people was were lying about it. Yeah. The journal was set up that people were lying about it. And I, I think what was also important, and I think continues to be important, is that Cheryl doesn't know everything about Jason. Yeah. I think that was important to be established, but it didn't have to be done through the Weird Sex Journal Yeah, like, like, that that seemed very... Because it hasn't come up again. We I, haven't seen Chuck again, even though we had a weird foreshadowing at the end. of Where like, he was like, they got kicked off the team. Yeah. Little did we know that would wreck everything. Yeah, we haven't seen Ethel again. They haven't referred to the fact that like Betty and Veronica are crazy. Um. And the way that that episode was sort of set up at the end was Ethel sta- was standing there and had like a real creepy smile and was like, thanks, Betty. Thanks, Veronica. You helped me. And I was like, oh, she's a bad guy. Yeah, and we haven't that hasn't we haven't come back to that. No, like that entire episode had a whole bunch of things that have not been picked up on again at all. Yeah, like, <laughs> at like, all. like everything about um about Archie before this moment seemed like he was very very much focused on Josie, and then all of a sudden Val comes sweeping in like actually I'm better. Yeah, and he was like, oh, <laughs> oh, you are better than Josie. You are better. <laughs> you actually are willing to like talk to help me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know how music is. 
Yeah, because well, like, yeah, that explains why. Because Josie doesn't write the music. Josie maybe can't. I'm sure she can't write music. Yeah, I think they all just like they they like they, they go together trying to figure out lyrics, but it seems like it's mostly them spitballing. I feel like it's a lot like uh, when we used to write the scripts with the children. Yes, where they're like, "I want this to happen," or like, "Definitely, I will not do that." And I'll write my own script when I get home. Yep. Oh, hey. And then you're like, okay, this is one unimportant scene. Hey, guys, let's write this scene together. Yeah. And then you come back with the play, and they're like, we wrote such a good play. And you're like, yes, you did. Yeah. Actually, I wrote it while I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's very much how I I assume Val deals with Josie (laughs) and the Pussycats. She's like, oh, yeah, such a good jam session, guys. (laughs) Look at this song we wrote last night. It's so good. So when Arja came in and gave like a good line, she's like, what? what? That's actually good. I can do something with That's that. That's so much better than anything that these two jokers did. <laughs> I always feel bad for Melody that she gets like no time. She's on I'm, the drums. She's just sitting back there. Melody was kind of like the airy one in. Yeah, she she was played by Itara Reed in the film. And she was, I always tell people this, but I'm like, I always go to the bathroom before I leave the house. You should always go, even if you think you don't have to. <laughs> and that, like, sums up Melody. <laughs> she just likes to play the drums. Yeah. She likes to play the drums. Oh, I'm going to watch Josie and the Pussycats while I fall asleep tonight. <laughs> and think about what these characters could be. Yeah, like... Except that I like Valerie. The, the, the thing that I find, unfortunately, when you do... When they're doing, like... Because it's a, it's a very, you know, dark and serious thing, mm-hmm. is that we're missing the one bit of light and that's the one thing that i find i am that's making me go like about this series there's no comedic relief yeah there's no, yeah it's it could be jughead but he's not snarky it's, it's enough. Not enough he's had a few good moments like when he was when he gave a very long and eloquent speech that mostly came down to i do not care <laughs> when archie had some sort of problem yeah like that was a great thing also yeah. remember when archie and jughead were best friends yeah, well, they never got back from the road trip No, thing. Archie's off doing his own storyline that matters. <laughs> With none of his friends. Nothing. Like, how? Like I don't think his music is going to come back around and be the thing that saved the day at the end. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he'll heal the town through the power of his song. Because originally the, the music was just a way to, like, incite drama between him and Miss Grundy. Because he wanted music, which means he had to see Miss Grundy. Mm-hmm. Because she's the only person in town. Uh... But now she's gone, gone. and now it's just me, his music. Yeah. Which. And the thing is, you're right, we do need some comedic relief. Because I think about, like, Veronica Mars, which was very dark. Yeah. But was very funny, because Veronica Mars herself yeah. was so. Yeah. And I feel like the jo- like Josie and the Pussycats would have been the perfect one to be, like, that fun. The, mm-hmm. the fun. They would have been perfect fun. Yes. Because the series doesn't have Fun. fun. No one has fun ever. No. Everyone's sad all no. the time. Like, the only times that we're, we're like, happy is in sweet moments, which is when usually when it's um, Fred Andrews yeah. with his son or when anybody has a ounce of light in their life. When they finally get to kiss someone and they smile at each other and then it all comes crashing down again. Yeah. Like that's that's a, and that's the thing that's keeping me from being like if when someone from loving it. Yeah, when, when someone asks like should I watch Riverdale? I'm like, no, you probably should. Like it yeah, is you should. it is worth watching. But it's what's keeping me from being like, oh no, you definitely should. Because it does a good it's it, well, it's uneven. It does a good job of pacing the mystery. It mm-hmm. is a good mystery. The characters are getting better, but there's a lot of like, like redone conflicts where it's like, oh, it's Betty and her mom, and oh, it's Cheryl yeah. and her mom. Oh, it's Josie and her mom, mom. to an extent. Well, a lot of Josie and her dad, yeah. though. Oh, Reggie's a jerk now. Okay. Oh, Reggie's not a jerk now. Okay. okay. What happened to Moose being gay? I don't what know. Happened to, what uh, happened? Yeah, Kevin has a boyfriend. Boyfriend. So snakes. That was two yeah. episodes ago. Where's Skeet Ulrich? I mean, like once once again, I think that's I'm just trying to pace things out. I they do guess. have to fill all thirteen episodes. Yeah. So I wonder what they're going to do next season, um, without the Jason mystery. They're going to have to come up with another mystery. I assume they're not going to Twin Peaks it. No, but like because it seems I, like I murder think, mystery is so. I think the mystery is such a part of it that I think they're going to. I mean, it might connect to something. That's bigger? true. It might dig. Yeah, that's true. Maybe Polly dies at the end, and now they have a new mystery. Who killed Polly? Who's going to raise this baby? Because the, the, not the Coopers. The one problem with mystery shows that are focused too much mm. on the mystery is that if it's just one mystery, it what gets a little bit. It gets, well, it gets a little bit rote as well. 
Um, Twin Peaks did a good job of doing it because it never was really about yeah. the mystery. They had a bunch of other stuff that was going on. Um, Ryan and I mean, Mars like, did a good job. So the first season was... But they, who, but they changed it up. They had a different... So the first season was who killed... Um, Amanda Seyfried. Yep. Lily. <laughs> Lily. Lily Kane. Yeah. And then the second season was... There was that bus crash at the beginning and they were like, hey, they're... Because like something's wrong in this town, I don't yeah. know exactly what it is, and then that sort of delved into a mystery thing, yeah. and that was the Beaver and Dick Casablancas yeah. storyline. And then the third season, they did too many mysteries, yeah. so like a mystery for the first half and the back half, which worked. Yeah, I'll say that that like I think what I like seeing in um uh, shows is when is season long arcs, mm-hmm. um, and I I mean. To the perfect way of doing it, which is tough, but is you have a series-long arc, a season-long arcs, and then episode-long arcs. Yeah. And everything feeds into another thing. Um, that can The series-long arcs can be tough. I think sh- more shows need to accept that they're going to have a limited run. Like, yeah. I know success, blah, 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 but I think you need to, in your heart, be like, okay, I have five seasons worth of story. Yeah. Even though people want more, when season five is done... My story is over. Exactly. Yeah. I need to stop my show. Yeah, which is a problem. I mean, to be fair, someone that is actually not even on, not even on like the people who are making the show no. side. Sometimes they're like, it's "All right, I want I want to end the show at this point." The network's like, "No," and if you're not going to continue the show, we'll just hire someone else. So they're like, "Fine, I don't want someone else to, to do, do this my show, because they'll because so. they'll ruin it." So I'll try to extend it or i'll yeah. try to come up with a second storyline i feel like gossip girl gossip girl did a really good job because i think they always knew they would be five seasons yeah five seasons well the only one that ever five did seasons. it that only did it like incredibly well was breaking bad because yeah. because the show was on was um on amc and because people like it was so like hyped up and amc was still new like now their tv is so good everyone gets excited about every amc show yeah but at the time the creator could be like five seasons i'm doing five five. seasons it is done yeah um which is which is why that show is so well paced Mm -hmm. it's because the creator that's scott gilligan is it scott gilligan hey siri who created breaking bad Okay. Okay. Breaking Bad. Yeah. It's just telling me the stars. No, who created? It wants to open it in iTunes or Netflix. Oh, God. Siri, (laughs) you're the worst. Siri has – we've asked her two things on the show, (laughs) and she has never been helpful. I mean, such a Breaking Bad. It should be one of the first things you see. It's on the splash page at the beginning. Is it Scott Gimple? No, that's Walking Dead. (laughs) No, that's not it. He didn't even create Walking Dead. He's just on. Walking Dead was created by uh, Frank Darabond was the first showrunner, and it was created by Vince Gilligan. That's Breaking Bad. Well, now I need to. What is his name? Who makes the comic? Oh, Robert Kirkman. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right, we said the names of some people who created shows. (laughs) Good content. People like it. This this is something that, that that I always try to strive with people who like like content is to expand who your focus is on when you're watching shows like it's like like it's people who yeah. watch shows like i'm going to use riverdale as an example yeah. i haven't heard this i'm going to use it it's people are like oh man yeah kj appa and uh luke perry and these things i'm like well yeah but who wrote it who shot it who which who's the yeah who's the showrunner behind it because those are the things that make the biggest make the show good yeah and that's the reason i think we've been following riverdale because it was like the writing was a little uneven in the beginning because we I truly believe they yeah. were like, oh, shoot, a show. Yeah. But the cinematographers and the directors, other than the one director with that terribly paced episode where there were no establishing shots. Yeah. Um, the cinematographers and the directors have been like on point. They have been making like beautiful, um, visceral scenes and little things that you don't realize yeah. are happening and are making you like it unless you know the art form. Yeah. They, they do some really cool um, – some really cool shots using, uh, like, using the spaces that they're in. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like, it's it's tough to explain um, when I can't just, like, pull up in my head what they were. But yeah. there are some. 
And what I think is really cool too is they really only have like 10 locations that they use in the show. But at no point, other than there was one where I was like, really, is Pop Tate's the only restaurant in town? (laughs) I usually don't feel like, okay, can we like put this scene somewhere else? Whereas some shows, you do start to be like, okay, you only have four sets. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like they do a really good job justifying why scenes take place in the place they take place. Okay. So the first three episodes were actually directed by the same person. Hmm. Uh, And actually the first two at least were written by the same person. They got uh, – they started switching up the directors. So um, four got a uh, – oh, I forgot they're all called, they're all called chapters. There's a chapter. <laughs> I guess because it's his book. Because it's his uh, book. But, yeah, they start changing up the uh, the directors and the writers for the rest of them. I mean, don't we pretty much agree on this podcast is that four is when it got yeah. good? <laughs> yeah. It was good before then. But, uh, but like, it, once, it really again, I, I wanna, stride. Yeah. And once again, I want to be clear that, like, I feel a lot, like, with that um, – I but think, the first one is because it like I feel like they, they like they were so rushed at the beginning. It, it didn't yeah. feel like it was it, 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 it wasn't bad. Yeah. It just once they had some time and I think some security. And you know when you're doing things by yourself, it's hard. Yeah. I often have to do creative things by myself. And that you know the poor people who wrote the first three episodes and then directed the first three episodes yeah. were probably under the gun. And being like, we just got to get this out there. We just got to get this out there. We just need to make it. We need to show who these characters are. Yeah. And then once they were able to hand the reins off to someone else to take the lead on subsequent episodes, there was probably a little bit of breathing room and some place to, like, luxuriate and experiment and the kind of stuff that makes art exciting. Yeah. That was pretentious. <laughs> Oh, I I, th- I think it makes sense though. <laughs> <laughs> I well, really like it. Yeah, even when it was bad, I liked it. Yeah, well, because like it was never it was never terrible. Yeah, it was never boring. Well, I mean, here's the thing: if you want to, my my theory has always been that the one thing that entertainment has to do is entertain you, and it's it, always entertained me. Yeah, it do, it it doesn't it doesn't have to educate you. It doesn't no. have to, um, you know. I was going to do another word for educate, but it doesn't, no, it doesn't, say, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be classically good. If no. you watch something and you're like, I'm having you fun right it. now, that is a good piece of of entertainment. Yeah. And you know what? There is entertainment where you watch and you're like, I am not happy watching this, but I am getting a lot out of it. I am having a feeling. Yeah. And that's good, too. There are different ways to be yeah. good. And I, I think a lot of people um, – I think a lot of people worry about liking stuff that they know is not quotation mark good. Yeah. I'm actually I'm the type of person where I I tried to watch I didn't watch Breaking Bad when it was on because I didn't really know it was a thing and I yeah. tried to watch it on Netflix but I don't want to come home and binge watch an hour long drama. Yeah, like you know if I'm gonna be at home and I just want to put something on and I'm by myself, I will probably put on a comedy. Yeah. Like a half hour long comedy. And it might be something I've seen before. I've watched How I Met Your Mother. I've watched Friends. I've watched The Mindy Project like a yeah. thousand times. And for a while I was like kind of ashamed by that. That I wasn't coming home and like watching Narcos or watching um, well, Breaking Bad. Well, it's like how or... I, I could never – I can never and could never and can never and still don't connect to Game of Thrones and Walking Dead. Which are like the biggest shows in the world. If everyone's like, yeah. oh yeah – you're watching Walking Dead and you're watching Game of Thrones. And I'm like, they don't hook me because they don't entertain me. Exactly. Now, I love zombie things. So I do like The Walking Dead. But I got into The Walking Dead early. So I was able to binge watch just like the short season. Like I started watching during the second season. So I was able to binge watch just a little bit. Yeah. And then I now I've been watching it as it's on TV. And it's much more digestible when you're watching it once a week. Well, usually that's how things are. Are meant to be watched. Unless if they're made to be binge watched, yeah. like like the Netflix series, like a Netflix a Netflix show would not work on TV. And the problem is like TV show, like yeah, like someone was talking, like we were talking to some people about um Riverdale. Like, oh, I'm waiting for it to come out. I'm going to binge watch. I'm like, don't no watch it, it is, now. It is not made to be binge watched. And there's a reason the Netflix is putting it on one episode at a time as they are on TV. Yeah, and people are like, oh, why are they doing that? Well, because that's the way it is made. made it is to made be to be way made to be watched with a break in between. It's so like if you binge watch Scrubs, you oh, just want to yeah. die. <laughs> binge watching Scrubs a bad idea. Like you just you hate binge, all the characters. Binge watching, fr- 
their quirks their quirks become too big. Yeah, the yeah they become. And like the like the constant emotions you have to go through in one episode. Yeah, I'll just say Friends is horrible to binge watch because it gets really, really rapidly apparent how you hate everyone. Yes, they are not likable. Yeah, and when you when you watch them once a week. Mm-hmm. Or, like, even a few episodes. Or even the thing it does in syndication where they'll show, like, one episode from season two and then the next episode is, like, an episode from season seven. Yeah. And you're like, why are they doing this in syndication? This is the same channel. Shouldn't they follow each other? No, it's better that they don't. Yeah. Well, it's the pro- better that it bounces around. And the problem that you get is that, especially in those old sitcoms like those, the characters don't evolve for a reason. They mm-hmm. don't um, – they don't they they well they don't they do evolve but they don't have rapid changes because they have to fill 24 episodes of exactly. a season. So like someone who in one episode is like um I'm going to be better. I'm I'm going I'm going to you know be less of this. And then the next episode they're doing the same thing. You're like, "You just said." It's like, "Well, no, they didn't." No, they didn't. Yeah. And they're actually going they will get better at the end of the season. Yeah. Another terrible show to wa- um binge watch is Sex in the City. Oh. You, the characters again they don't grow they become stereotypes because it, it's an hbo show but it was made in like the late 90s they didn't even imagine that tv dvds would be a thing <laughs> let alone netflix so sex in the city does not hold up well to binging no and i i am iffy on the whole like overall idea of binge watching i think it's fine if something's made to do it but it's hard mm-hmm. to make something to binge watch because you don't know when someone will take a break exactly yeah it's it's like how i i spend a lot of time writing books and they're also interesting because you hope someone will you you understand someone can't finish in one sitting yeah but you're kind of writing with that so you write each chapter as if it could be a stopping point yes but it doesn't like it's as confusing if someone keeps going and I think that's why – well, I think, no. This is super obvious. That's why um, Netflix shows are short. Not short in time, but like 13th. Stranger Things. Yeah. Eight episodes. Eight? Ten? Ten, I think. Ten episodes. I Also, I didn't watch Stranger Things until like a month ago. I'm so bad at good TV and I don't care. <laughs> oh, you know yeah. what, you know what I love and I've watched a lot of times? Kimmy Schmidt. That's a good one. Because that's my jam. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't need to like – Breaking Bad. Do it. Do it's really interesting that I've noticed from watching like older sitcoms, especially mm. like Friends and that they're set up differently. They are because like like you watch Friends and a storyline carries through a bunch of episodes. So like the Joshua thing when Rachel likes Joshua, that's like an entire season. Well, I was thinking like when um uh when Joey has a crush on his co-star in that play he's doing. Oh yeah, that goes on for a bunch of episodes. Whereas normally now he would be in that play for one episode. Yeah, and that is that episode's thing. And you've there has been some like return to that, like the Mindy Project. From what I've seen of it, mm-hmm. they carry on like storylines through episodes, multiple episodes, and, and and not 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 in the sense of of it being like um, last time on this episode. No, it just like picks up. By the way, I s- saved a Mindy Project episode for you because it has a lot of uh, Garrett Dillamitz character. Yeah, I love Garrett, and Dillamitz. you love him. I love him so much. I. He's a spooky ghost from a spooky <laughs> colonial war captain. <laughs> he, he drinks a lot of whiskey in this episode, yeah. and I think you'll appreciate it. I, I don't do this, but I think it was a funny story I like to share. Get, uh, I like to share. Uh, I Garrett don't Dillahunt. think he's... Yes, Dillahunt. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, Garrett Dillamond? That's not no, right. Dill- That's a character Dill- from Wicked. No, Garrett Dillahunt, um, he's one of the funniest actors, like, actors on TV right now. I think he's super, super hilarious. Um, I think he does secondary characters very well he cannot mm-hmm. he would not be able to carry his own show because he's too he's, he's, he's too funny yeah he's too funny it's not that he's not relatable is that he does too good at being the other guy yeah um but the first time i saw him after like the second time being a raising hope where he yeah. was a dad and that was great um the first time i saw him was he was the villain on burn notice <laughs> and he was really really good at being the villain on burn notice <laughs> and then <laughs> and then i saw him in raising hope i'm like this guy's this guy's really this guy's funny as well. This is a great actor. I but like him. Then I was like, maybe he's just like the hot dumb guy because that's sort of his role in Raising yeah. Hope. He's the hot dumb dad. Yeah. But then he plays like this southern <laughs> spooky colonial war hero. He's not a he's not a ghost. Yeah. But he's like this southern doctor, and he's hilarious. Mini Project gets a little bit weird in like the fourth and fifth seasons, but I don't care. 
I don't care. I identify. I okay. So you know what I've taken from this whole thing? Yeah. I like TV shows where women in their late twenties, early thirties are messes. <laughs> that is my niche. She- People like seeing representations of themselves in media. <laughs> Guys, did you just hear what my brother said to me? <laughs> did you just hear that? That has nothing to do with what you said. I'm just saying that people do like seeing representations of themselves in media. I'm going to be honest, Aaron. I don't think your life is a mess. I think you think your life is a mess. I don't think my life is a mess. You Really? You don't. You don't think that you're like. You don't keep constantly be like go around and be like I'm a hobo and and I can't talk to people. I talk to on Bumble in real life and my life, I got. I'm drinking wine on a Sunday night and oh I'm a mess and like no you seem like reasonable. I am very much the lead character of a rom com. Um, I once was looking at a guy and proceeded to immediately trip over a laptop cord. There you go. And then I was like, hmm, that's why I can't talk to people in real life. <laughs> I don't know. You, you just, you have to live your truth, Kevin. Yeah. And what a, what a, I'm hoping that, I believe there's a lost art to sitcoms that I really hope is, like, Coming might back. come back. Because a lot of them, it was sort of come with the times. Like, at, at, like earlier, <laughs> when Friends and those things, they would, they, they would expect, you start watching and you're watching it every single week. Yeah. Uh, now there seems this, like, feeling is like, well, what if they didn't watch the last episode? We better. We better. We better just. But mm. but now because Netflix is coming is coming up and a lot of streaming is coming up, there are, mm-hmm. I feel there's a lot more like, I mean, people are trusting that the audience will know what's going on. Yeah, they'll know what's going on, or they'll, they'll be able to figure out. out what's going on. They'll look it up on their phone while they're watching. Yeah, I think New Girl does a really good job of being like. You should know what's going on. Yeah, this is this will this will carry on because there was like a period um, in I want to say the mid two thousands where sitcoms mm-hmm. became super episodic. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yes, and, and it was like you don't have to relate to anybody and anything. And no one watched like I don't I didn't watch sitcoms in the two thousand in the mid two thousands. It yeah. was yeah like right around two thousand and ten. Well, it, it, it's like I mean that, that's a lot. King of Queens is actually a lot earlier. But like the tail end of King of Queens, um, um, like you can't even name two them and a half because, men, yeah, two like and a half men. those sort of emblematic. Yeah, I'm sure there was. Oh, Kevin James was King of Queens, but there was that sort of. Yeah, that th- those those types of, and then right around 2010, that's when um, Modern Family came out, yeah. and Mindy was like right around there, yeah. and um, New Girl, and The Middle. And community yeah. and uh, Thirty Rock and Parks and Rec, like this was like a new generation of being like, no, our audience is smart. And what I really like what sitcoms have been doing is been doing something that I said earlier. Some of them are some of them are taking the idea of a series long, a season long arc. Yes, where like the, we you know you know what the series long arc of a sitcom is. It's mm-hmm. those characters. It's like this that is the series. Yeah, this is thing. their story. That's their thing. But season long arcs where it's like, oh, in this season we're worried about this one thing. And we yeah. sort of like keep going with it. And you get a few of those. And you can pinpoint those. Like, you know that um, – I'm now I'm on the spot. But um, there's this season of 30 Rock where they're really worried that that young child is going to buy the network and she's, like, fighting against Jack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's a, that's a season. Or um, there's – isn't there an episode where there's, like, a competition for the girly show? I think so. I didn't watch too much of 30 Rock. Or um, Parks and Rec, though. Parks and Rec definitely oh, Par- has season-long like, arcs. Yeah. The, yeah. Like, you would... Because the, 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 they would go back to the um Go the back park, to the standards. But, like, the the first one was very much she wanted that park. Yeah. And then, like, she was running for a... Uh, and then the second one was The Town Has No Money. Yeah. And that's when she meets Adam Scott's character, who's amazing. Yeah. And then there's... Yeah, there's the one where she's running for town council. And then there's the one where the rich town runs out of money, so they have to amalgamate yeah. and 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 i like those mm-hmm. <laughs> i like that form of writing yes yeah oh parks and rec is so good guys if you've not watched parks parks and rec i don't think it's on any canadian streaming services but like go get you some i like I buy li- the dvds spend money yeah. on the show keep it in your house because it's a great thing to like throw on your tv when you are writing an essay or when you are 
going to bed. Like, you spend some money that's a, that's, on that that's, show. That's a good sign for everything. If there's something that you like to that extent, find some way to get to give money to it. Yeah. Do not do not stream it. If, even, you, if you like something, get money to the yeah. thing you like. Even if it is, like, done, that's a, still a signal that they, they want more things like that. Exactly. Yeah. That's how that's how we stop Michael Bay movies from being made. <laughs> <laughs> stop spending and do not spend money on things that you don't like. Exactly. Do not feel guilty. Do not be like, oh, everyone likes this thing, well, so I should like the thing. No, you like uh, what you like. You spend money on yeah. what you like. Do not spend money on what I you don't very, like. I very rarely will do the whole boycott things, and I'm also not loud about it. I do personal boycotts. Yeah, small boycott. But um, like, but but like that's really a good way of like getting what you want out. The only thing i ever did that for i have one other plan is i didn't i refused to watch battleship because oh, yeah. i didn't because i didn't want to give any idea that i that i wanted them to make things based more off of, of yeah yeah based movies, off of battleship movies based on video not video games board, yeah, board games. games movies based on board games the yeah. only thing that I ever worked on was jumanji which was a fake board game well that's because yeah it's because it, that's because the board game was based on it yeah <laughs> Like the the reason it doesn't doesn't work, especially with like Battleship. Like like these days, you get board games that might have a story to them, mm-hmm. and like things like Battleship kick, does not have a story. Know, no, no, Battleship is pegs on a board. The problem is like what that becomes is someone's like, oh, I have an idea for for something. It's going to have like like it's going to be like navy, and they're being attacked by aliens, and they're like, how about his Battleship? And you're like, the you're like, the I Mattel guess game. So. Yeah, we'll sell it if you. We'll put the game name on it, and people will have like brand recognition. Yeah. yeah. So I, I heard people being like, like, "Oh no, it's it's not like they they did thing with a battle." No, no, I don't want them thinking that's a good idea. Yeah, don't do more of it. And now they're doing a Tetris movie that's three parts. What? Apparently, yeah. Tetris, you know, falling blocks. Apparently, no. you can't do it in one. I really hope it's a long-standing joke, and I just don't get it. Um, I'm furious of the emoji movie. Yeah, that's not a thing. I do not like that. I understand it's a children's movie. I don't care. I don't like it. You know I, children, I think it's a bad idea. Children, children are smarter than you give them credit for. I watched mm-hmm. Lego Batman, um, yes, two days ago, and I'm and I'm like, it's rated G. I'm standing there. There's a bunch of kids around. I'm like, I'm enjoying this. Those kids are enjoying this. This Everyone's is a good movie. This. We watched um, the Secret Life of Pets over Christmas. That's a great movie. Like Zootopia. Great movie. There, we watched Frozen in London while I had to drink my morning cider because I bought too many ciders. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, like a mo- a family movie does not children. have to be a bad movie. And you know what? Children should not have cell phones. Children should not know what emojis are. <laughs> also, no. Yeah, not no. No, no. That is the worst idea for everything. And there's also the Tetris movie coming out. I like how our episode on talking about Riverdale <laughs> became watch the Mindy Project, like Garrett Dillahunt, and don't watch the Emoji movie. And spend money on things you like. Spend money on things you like. Like, don't be like, I like this movie. I want to watch it. I'll wait for it to come on Netflix. No. Buy it from VOD. Yeah. Stream that stuff. Yeah. Oh, and also never never pirate anything ever. Just don't pirate things. And if one of, if one of, if one of your friends ever, ever is like, is it pi- like, should I pirate it? I'm like, no. No, the answer is no. no. Spend money on a thing yeah. you like. I, I understand that sometimes it's tough. Like, like we we are huge fans of my brother, my brother, and me. I know. And they have a they have a they have a show on CISO, CISO which, which we can't get in Canada. We can't get we can't get, and there may be a way to pirate. I'm never going to look for no. it. No, because because I would rather like pressure CISO and be like, I want to watch this yeah, show. Come to Canada. How are you going to do this? <laughs> Well, you know what my plan is? I'm going to New York for five days. You watch it there. They have, what, seven episodes? Uh, yes. So that's the like... The first episode up on... I, on, I, I watched the I first episode. Well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. It's about a tarantula parade. Yeah, yeah. Ranchos. 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 <laughs> apparently, apparently, Manuel Miranda's in one episode. I'm going to watch, like, one episode a night while I'm in New York. And some episodes I'll have to watch... Some nights I'll have to watch two yeah, episodes. Yeah. Because I want this so badly. Yeah. And it, it sucks. I understand. But it, when you pirate something, it's... Not all, only like you doing it, it, it you know what it, could, C- it, could, it propagates like the ability to to do it exactly. Like, and you know what, CISO probably does want to come to Canada. There is a lot of licensing difficulty with getting things across the border. Yeah, and so if we just all pirate it, CISO's not going to put the work in to get it up here. Yeah, and then the people who made the show that like, especially if you like the show, I hate people pirate show. I to be fair, I also hate when people pirate shows they don't like being yeah. like, oh, I wouldn't pay for it anyways. Why? Like, why should you know, I? Like, then don't watch it. Then, yeah, Fill then your don't mind watch it. You like, like, if, like, then why would you waste your time on it? Exactly. <sighs> Sometimes we have strong opinions about things. This is like when I went on that rant about how you teach music yeah. and how you support children. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any final <laughs> things you want to talk? Well, actually, want to say about Riverdale? About Riverdale? Yeah, we really digressed. 
Um, before before we like wrap up in the next few minutes. Yeah. I really want Jughead and Betty to be a couple, like a real couple. The problem is that, like, the couple. It's too early, the, I know. The couples that they put up are the ones that I'm like, yeah, I like this. I want this to be the end. Yeah, this is where you should have gotten to in, like, three seasons because you developed a three-season arc and that's how long your TV show is. Yeah, like, I, I, thought, I thought for sure when it started, what they were going to use the first season was going to be Archie, was going to, was, well, be sorry. Archie picking between Betty, Betty, Betty and Veronica. Betty and Veronica, and then... Like, I didn't think beyond the first season. But what they should have done is Archie picking between Betty and Veronica and then everything just going sideways and everyone doing something else. Yeah. Because, yep. well, that's what I was saying earlier about them being, like, t- so tied to the Archie mythos. Mm-hmm. Is it like, well, there's things we have to do. I'm like. But you don't. I, but you don't. Here's my thing. I feel like this is kind of like a double-edged sword, but that might not be the pro- proper thing I'm using. But this show is a good show. Yes. If they didn't have... Archie, it would still be a good show. Yep. If they didn't have Archie, people would not watch it. Exactly. It would not be as popular as it is now if it wasn't Archie, but it still would it wouldn't lose any of its flavor. No, you could you would lose like some of the in jokes, but you could do this story with different characters. Yeah. And, and it would still be it would still good. work. It'd be still be good. Yeah. But um, I understand that, that like it was a lot safer to be like Riverdale and then they wouldn't be chained to us being like, well, we know that Betty and Veronica and like, like are going like, to fight over Archie. Like that weird bit they did in that one, in the, um, the sex journal episode when they're like, Oh, we decided to stop fighting over Archie. I'm like, like, when when did you do that? When that was, that is a, I think I said this to you. I don't think I ever said it Mm -hmm. on the podcast. That is a line that was written months before this episode was shot. Yep. And then they didn't realize the show would be in a different place. Yeah. So they put that line in Mm -hmm. and they're like, Oh, this is nothing to do with actually what's going on. Yep. You know what? I, this is like back to relationship things, but I love that right now, Veronica, not in a relationship. Yeah. And there are like little things where she's sort of into Archie, but I think that's just the show being like, yeah, yeah, give them a bone. I like that her storyline has nothing to do with romance. Yeah. She's just like dealing with her life because yeah. not everything yeah. is about romance. Um, I'm like a single lady right now. And I'm sort like I so I make a lot of jokes in this podcast by being like, oh my God, boys. Yeah. But if I wanted to have a boyfriend, I would have a boyfriend right now. I just have like a lot of other stuff going on. I have a podcast. Yeah. I have theater. I have bar. I do yoga. And I think I have a challenging job. And like I like my own company. Yeah. So and I th- and I think that's very important. To, like I understand there be like people who are saying it's like oh well, but it's a you know it's a teen drama. It should be all like just sex up things. I'm like no. I think teens also need someone to be like I'm good. You know what I was doing when I was 15? <laughs> Making a theater company. Yeah. Again, I was like a pretty cute teenager. If I wanted to have a boyfriend as a teenager, there were lots of boys. Yeah. Where I've been like, "Yeah, I'll be my boyfriend." Done. Okay, sounds good. So I think I think it's a solid choice in uh episode in something that is, you know, targeted to, to be watched by teenagers. And I think teenagers should see that to have someone just be like, "Now nah, I'm cool." Yeah. Like I'll I'll do what I feel like. <laughs> And you know what? Betty has not also. Betty also has not been like, I need boys. Like she, she does have this romance with Jughead, yeah. but that's because they've been spending so much time together and have become close. I'm the more the like the the it's almost the furthest away, but like the more that goes around it, I'm happier with her pseudo not date with um with uh Trev because because that seems like something that just happened like like yeah may, like maybe because like because she was even like you know kind of like you know giddy about it because like she was still going on going on a date really a date yeah it didn't really mean anything and that is fine and that's realistic and that's the way it should be we're not all looking for our one true love when we're 15 yeah Yeah. so i actually i didn't really think about that until we started talking about it right now but it's not real it's the adults who are like hey i want yeah this love connection yeah which makes sense because they're adults yeah and they knew each other when they were young and now they're like yeah, coming back together, and that's realistic, and that's perfect. Yeah, because now now they now they're able to do that exactly. Yeah, so that was something that I apparently wanted to talk about regarding Riverdale that I didn't know until I started talking. But it's 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 good. It's it has there's there's some flaws. I hope that with this last thing with Veronica being um uh, so cray. Yeah, I hope she ends up being in the wrong about it. Yes, I um, hope I hope that we are expected. To agree with Hermione. If not Hermione's actions, her spirit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I hope so, too. 
All right. Uh, so this was a this 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 is going out on like Thursday or yeah. something. Like it, this this is a special bonus episode. Very special bonus episode uh, where you listen to us talk for an hour. Yeah. If 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 this is something that, that you liked, let us know. We maybe we'll do more than we don't know. Yeah. We do. Um. Tell us what you want. Yeah. And uh, follow us on Twitter, Podcast Moa M O A. Follow us on Instagram, Podcast Moa. MOA. If people start following us and are like interested in posts, maybe I'll do posts that aren't just pictures of drinks. <laughs> Who knows? Anything can happen. It's a madhouse. <laughs> <laughs> you can also email us. Our email is also podcastmoa at gmail.com. Yeah, if you want to send us an email, we'll, we'll also have that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, rate, review, subscribe, hang out with us. We'll be back on our regular day, regular time. Yeah. Uh, it's a Monday. That's when our podcast podcast comes out, Mondays. Yeah. Uh, right. We'll talk about episode seven. Which is the last episode I'll be here for? Oh yeah, you're going. I'm only uh, missing a week. Yeah, you're, really you're going out. Going out to New York. We'll figure something out. Yeah, it's fine. Something will happen. Something will happen. There will be a podcast. There will be an episode. Well, you're in. Be an episode every Monday. Yeah. Come and hang out with us. Let's talk about TV. We'll see you then. We love you. Bye. Bye.